Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay. Okay, Sharon, we are on air, and um, I don't know where our first guest is, but I must tell you, I had a problem with my phone last week. Oh, yeah? And I went to Canton Brothers. Um, They're on Brunswick between 3rd and 2nd. Yeah. And they fixed it. Oh, right Tell on. us it fixed it so I could phone, but they fixed it so I could text. Okay, so um, maybe call, you want to call Jess? Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> our first our first guest has a I don't have up. a phone number for her, Sharon. I'll give it to you. Okay. Yeah, uh, seven, seven, eight. No, seven, seven, eight. Seven, seven, eight. Eight, seven, seven. Five four six seven. Okay, I'll give her a call. And it's Jessica Calangelo that we've invited on from BC Summer Games. Uh, Jess is the assistant operations manager, and I know that she is probably really under the gun right now. It's uh, starting tomorrow, the games. And so, boy, oh, boy. Everybody's calling. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. And uh, and Jess is the youngest, <laughs> and she gets all the the messages. Um. So I'm really cold. I'm really tired of the cold. I don't know what kind of a summer we're going to have, but. It's July, so we've got another month before we can really sit out there and enjoy. Um, I was on a website today for every, everyone around the table. We thought you were coming in. And anyway, I think we've got a hold of Jess. And, oh, well, I've got you on that call-in number, so I'll put you up on hold and we'll have you on right away. Okay, so... Um, we got Jessica online. Yes, we do. Okay. Hi, Jess. Oh, I got to put her up there. <laughs> Hello, Jess. I can't really hear you, Sharon. Okay. Uh, oh, it's very late. Can you hear me now? Do you want us to call in another line? It doesn't matter. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it could be a little better, but I'm okay. it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so how are you doing? Are you still standing? Pardon? Are you still standing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, I, I said before I uh, talked to you that, um, that you were coming on and that you would probably run off your feet, and I don't even know if you've had a sleep or not yet, because I know I've been getting uh, lots of emails and stuff at the last minute. And uh, and that's just me, Jess. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. How, how are you I, doing? I, I got a few hours. It was good. Oh, good. So, Jessica Colangelo is the assistant operations manager for the BC Summer Games, and we start tomorrow, right? That's right. Okay. We have uh, almost three thousand participants arriving into the community. Right. Today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. So 3,000 participants. How are we doing for um, volunteers? Have we managed to get what we need? You know what? I always kind of knew that we were going to get about 2,000 volunteers. Yep. And we did it. Oh! So we did. We broke over just over 2,000. Uh-huh. Um, the community is really coming together to help pick up those extra shifts. Yep. We're still asking people to pick up extra shifts. So yep. they're doing a lot of information sessions right now. And at those sessions, we're bringing in the schedule and we're asking, where can we slot you in? Can you do this? Will you do that? And people are saying yes. <laughs> Good. Now, where do we uh, still need, do we still need food services? You know what? We've been so focused on food services. Uh, their schedule is actually filling up quite nicely. We do need some help on the Sunday morning because this is the earliest shift out of the whole week. 
We have the participants leaving the community at around 2 in the afternoon, so they have to get up early, they have to eat breakfast, and they still have some competitions to do, and lots of medal ceremonies. Right. Um, So we, we have to get them fed really early. Some of these shifts are like 4.45 in the morning, um, 4.15. So it's a hard sell for some people, but we think that we're going to be able to do it. If I did that... One of the biggest needs right now that we actually need from the community is the rowing competition is looking for um, like these, these boats for the rowing competition. We need like six boats Oh, uh, and we need those like aluminum boats, uh, the ones that are lower to the water. Yeah, because if um, they have to pull in the equipment or the participant, if they wipe out. Yep. So we need some low aluminum boats. I think like twelve to fifteen feet. There's a certain name. It's not coming to me, but last night we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. So, and we're also looking for some volunteers in the rowing competition. Yep. Um. So that's one of our biggest needs also. And then that's being held out at Camp Hughes. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit further of a drive, but, you know, it's going to be a gorgeous weekend, and I think that would be a fun place to be. Where's Camp Hughes? Camp Hughes is on the other side of West Lake. Oh, okay. So it's part of West Lake, but instead of turning at the West Lake turnoff, you keep going down the road, yep. and you find the Camp Hughes turnoff. Okay. Okay, and so um, so that's interesting, boats. Like, where the heck are we going to get boats from? A boat dealer, I guess. Well, the uh, <laughs> rowing provincial sport organization or organizer yeah. just came into the community last night, so he's going to be out there um, trying to find these boats, and we're going to do an outreach. Um, the sport directors, are they're really trying to pull all the strings that they can. Yeah. And... You know, it's going to happen. It's going to be okay. Yeah. But until we have that commitment, we're still a little bit on the toes or on the edge of our seats. Yes, yes, yeah. Now, I had a phone call this morning um, from somebody wondering where the different sites are. So um, do you have a list of that? You, you know what? Um, I just stepped outside of the office because it's super busy, but I can let you know that we have 18 sport competitions yep. from Westlake to Nestlake with sailing out at Tabor Lake. Okay. We have three-on-three basketball at Shashby Kelly Road. We have regular five-on-five basketball at Duchess Park. We have volleyball at CNC and PGSS. Right. We are using the brand-new beach volleyball courts that are right next to the YMCA. Oh. So that the beach volleyball is going to be the first competition that's been held on those um, the new facility in Prince George. So that's yeah. super exciting. Right on. We also have athletics at Massage Place Stadium, which is one of the biggest competitions. Yes. We have over over 500 participants, I'm pretty sure, there. Yeah. So it's going to be buzzing over there. Yeah. We have softball at Freeman Park, baseball at Citizen Field and Rotary Field. Uh, what else do we have going? We have, well, we have rowing at Camp Hughes, canoe kayak at Westlake, triathlon at Westlake. They still need a few more volunteers, too. Um, yeah, we have soccer, lacrosse, rugby, all at the soccer fields there, across yeah. from CN Center. Right. Girls equestrian rugby. is already here. The equestrian uh, riders and horses, they have already came into the community. I think some of them were here as early as Sunday. Yeah. So we got that going on, box lacrosse inside Kin Center, uh, I think one and two. Yep. Um... So I don't know what I missed, but I might be missing one. Oh, wrestling. That's kind of cool. We have wrestling at a College Heights Secondary School. And there's no cost to attend any of these. Um, you know what? All of the events are completely free to the community. The parents are coming up. What I'm suggesting is to show up early. Show up early, find a seat, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially like swimming at the aquatic center yeah. and the uh, um, artistic swimming. Like there's only so many seats in there, right? Right. So, yeah. And these parents like are traveling with their children. They want to watch them play, right? Right. So uh, we have room for the community to come out, but definitely come out early, get your seat, 
and like cheer on. We have Zone 8 here in Prince George, and we have a lot of local athletes competing. So we're, we're cheering Zone 8, but we hope everyone has a really good time. Yeah, I, I, I see the total of uh, uh, athletes, coaches, officials. The total is 3,759. That's yeah. yeah. Now, um, where are they going to eat? Like, we've got people who are um, um, doing food, but there's a, but there's part of the food is the preparation, making sandwiches. Oh my gosh, Sharon! So we have to feed thirty four thousand meals <laughs> um, starting tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so we have. The box lunch. So we have first we have breakfast at CNC, right? Then we have dinner at CNC. But the lunches will be delivered to all of the participants, which are the athletes, coaches, and officials. Right. So we have an offsite meals team that has like this huge sandwich crew, and they are going to be pumping out sandwiches. All morning, we're trying to make them as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. And then we have a team of drivers that will go to all of the different sport venues that I mentioned. Yeah. And they'll, they'll drop off, like, coats of sandwiches and uh, non-perishables. And uh, a big shout-out to Costco. They came on board as a community partner to help supply some of those snacks for the participants. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, and they, they called us this morning, and they have some extra fruit that they're going to give us too so wow some nice healthy options and yeah um yeah it's pretty cool and so do you want to mention um some of the people who have really helped us through this like i keep thinking about canadian tire and i i volunteered over there um last week and all of the staff are wearing um t-shirts and so yes. Canadian Tire bought all their staff T-shirts to wear mm-hmm. to support the yeah. game. So um, Stellan Alpe is our vice president and the owner of Canadian Tire, and he has just a heart of gold. He has really stepped up for the community. He is a community partner. Um, he allowed us to be at his store recruiting volunteers whenever we need him. Yeah. Um, we actually, I called him this morning. I said, I needed, I need this. And he's like, I'll be right there for you, Jessica. I'll be right there, you know? Uh, but he's such a kind soul. Yeah. But, um, so we have Canadian Tire, um, Carrier Lumber came on board and provided us with, um, tons of wood and in-kind sponsorships. Mm-hmm. They, um, you'll see their logo out on all those orange shirts that all the volunteers are getting. Yeah. So you, you'll see those guys out there. Um, I'm almost drawing a blank, but you know, we have tons, you know what we, <laughs> it's kind of, we have Costco. a, a of the game reception today. So those, the, the supporters are going to be treated out tonight at the, uh, Northern Lights Winery. So oh, shout out to the winery as well, who's going to treat us a little bit tonight yeah, and uh, help give back to everyone that's helping us. Yeah, we've got so. that helicopter ride too. And it's going to drop somebody out of the sky onto the winery, right? Yeah, so that's our, like our grand prize for the volunteers. So yeah. everyone who is volunteering, even just one shift, will be entered to win a prize. So there's two lucky volunteers will win. So that'll be four people in total. Wow. Because they get to bring a friend. So Aberdeen Helicopters is going to um, give two lucky uh, winners a ride to the winery to have a nice little picnic and then they'll get picked back up from the winery as well so they get dropped off and picked back up oh good so they yeah, they so- they'll be impaired when they get on the, the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, maybe they'll make a new friendship out there and they'll both win but you'll be able to do it whenever you want to do it yeah but right we do have the volunteer appreciation event on the monday so that's Monday, July 25th, right. 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's outside of City Hall, so that's where we're going to draw the grand prize for the helicopter. But we have um, our appreciation chair. She's out there, and her mom's helping her, and they're getting tons of prizes uh-huh. for the appreciation event. Yeah. So we're going to draw tons of prizes. Uh, we're going to have some spirit wear. Um the capabilities, our merchandiser right. is uh, doing a great job. They're trying to fill orders as po- as fast as possible. 
people are waiting, but they're going to get their merch. Um, there will also be a few areas throughout the games where you can purchase merchandise as well. So we're proud out there and come to the volunteer appreciation event so we can say thank you, volunteers. Yeah. And it's not too late to sign up. We are signing people up every day. I just I must have printed fifty new badges this morning. Oh, brother! So, yeah, great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great for the community. Um, and you know, we are we're you know creating this pathway for future games and future events. And mm-hmm. you know, we're pushing the city to say yes. And we're not <laughs> we're not gonna say we're not gonna have no as an answer. So we're really pushing the community and the city, and we're all working together for this amazing event. And it's been really great. Yeah, uh, Clayton Tanay is actually coming on board at the House of Ancestors on Friday. Right. Now this is really cool. On Friday, from I want to say 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the House of Ancestors, is a completely free event for all of the public and the and whoever's coming into town to watch the games. And even if you're not even a volunteer, you can come out and you get to learn about the Clayton Lee culture. And there'll be all sorts of activities happening. It's a little night market, we're calling it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, and, like, we are excited for this event. Um, They've been working really hard to put something together for us. And we have this partnership with Clayton Lee And uh, we're really excited for this event. And it's for the community. Um, we had uh, the Prince George Community Foundation and right. Coastal Gas Link sponsored this event in addition with the Clayton Tenay. So we're really excited for this. Uh, yeah, I, uh, the, I, the night market. Yeah, we're kind of like we wanted to help out at the food venue that night, but we're like, you know what? <laughs> like we have to go to the night market. So yeah, let's help out Saturday morning instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that um, the House of Ancestors, so Friday and Saturday, um, they're going to uh, showcase performers, artists, history, and Saturday evening will feature an evening event of music and dancing. And so that's going to be fun at, at the House of Ancestors. Now, um, just before we sign off, uh, how are you doing with accommodations? Oh, my gosh. So I did an outreach for the overnight shift, the 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. shift. It's a hard sell, right? Yep. And you know what? We were able to get a good handful of people. Oh. Um, They also did a big info session last night, so they were able to get people to extend shifts and pick up extra shifts. Oh, good. We still need a few people, but uh, it's it's coming along. Yeah. At this point, we really need people to help out in our security access control area. Right. You know, a lot of people, they feel it's intimidating, you know, yeah. security. But you're not, like, you're just monitoring the sport venues. You know, mm-hmm. you have some riffraff, you ask them to move along. Yeah. Something happens, you're just you're just being a witness. Yeah. Right? Yes. You're not, you're not enforcing the law, you're a witness, you're just, and I think it's really cool also because you're at the sport venues, so you get to watch the competitions anyways. Yes. You're there, you're hanging out, something happens, you have have a radio and you know who to call. Yes. You don't carry a gun. You don't have to take anybody down. You just just press the button on your phone and let someone know you need somebody over there. Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, the director of access control, Craig Douglas, who's one of our own RCMP, he has really... Up. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was one of his guys who he um, he wasn't able to volunteer anymore, so he's taken on this new role for oh. the sport venue. So, oh, uh, he yeah, he's working his butt off right now, <laughs> filling in these schedules, last minute volunteers. Uh, it's a big. It's like, hey, you need to go do your police information check. You need to talk <laughs> to Craig and get scheduled. Yeah. Here is your manual. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he was he was at the uh, uh, he was there on the Saturday, uh, you know, helping people with their uh, pick. Oh yeah. 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 No, he's yeah. a good guy. So yeah. All in all, we've we've just validated what we already know that Prince George people are generous. They're last minute, but they step up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's great. It's a great feeling, and we're all really happy, and uh, now, we're so excited for the opening ceremonies on Thursday, and just to see everyone be marshaled in. 
and just to get really excited in the community again and let's I really want to go, and hopefully, I can see some of the sporting events. I hope if we're so. Not too busy. Yeah, we got to say goodbye. Those volunteers, Jess. We got to say goodbye. Okay. Okay. Well, Sharon, thank you so much. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, thank you for being one of our volunteers. <laughs> oh, you're most welcome. Go and get a, a strong cup of coffee to keep going for the rest of the day. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Bye. Bye. So we'll take a short break, and then we'll call our next guest. Join me, Michael Big Easy Cast, at the Blues Roadhouse Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. We explore and enjoy the blues from its 12-bar birth in the Mississippi Delta to its recent worldwide renaissance. Not only will we be moved by the music, I will share the histories of the songs and the men and women that, as B.B. King put it, paid their dues, laying down the foundation for our classic rock and modern-day beats. That's the Blues Roadhouse, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m., right here on your community radio station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity, and Recreation Council is hiring a senior manager for their food systems program. This manager will be responsible for leading and providing overall strategic and operational direction for the food system program. Full details are available through the website ispark.ca. That's the Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity, and Recreation Council hiring a senior manager for their food systems program. Applications will be accepted until the position is filled. A powerful art installation originally slated for the Exploration Place Grand Reopening is now on display in UNBC's Teaching and Learning Center. The witness blanket from master carver Carrie Newman recognizes the atrocities of the Indian residential school era, honors the children, and symbolizes ongoing reconciliation. The witness blanket is available for public viewing during regular office hours in the atrium of the Teaching and Learning Building at UNBC. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. Wind for the west at 20K, a high of 21. Tonight, clear. Fog patches developing overnight. West winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7. Then sunny on Wednesday with a high of 24 and a high UV index. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Oh, hi. We're just waiting for our next guest. And we're having a little bit of difficulty um, with our phone. Yes. And we'll get uh, okay, our guest on. There. Okay. Are you there, Jerry? Jerry? Hello, Jerry? Hello, Jerry? I can't hear anything. Um, Jerry's from. Hello, Jerry. Hey. Oh, hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. How are you today? <laughs> Good. How are you? We had a little bit of a mix-up here. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Jerry is um, from JD's Kitchen Catering and Delivery. And what happened, uh, you do weddings and you do banquets and business meetings. Definitely, big time, yeah. Yeah, and what happened, I was hungry the other day, and I was going through looking to see places that are new or that I have never heard of, and you've been doing this business for 25 years in Prince George, and I haven't heard of you. Oh, is that right? We've been here not even 25 years. It's over almost 35 years. Over oh 35 goodness. years we've been in business doing the same thing, yes. Yeah, so where's what's your address? It's 2290 South Nicholson Street. Okay. Yeah. And 30 years. Okay, now... Um, I'm just amazed that I I haven't found you, and I'm going to find you because I'm I'm reading your your menu, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely terrific. Yeah, you have um, sides, so let's talk a little bit about your sides because I see there's uh, wings and boneless bites. Yeah, we have like different like five or six different menus just to let you know like i don't know which menu you're looking at right now i was looking at we have four different kinds of catering menus okay and then we have one dinner menu and then our lunch menu changes every day okay yeah yeah and on our website we don't have the lunch menu we just have the catering menu and the dinner menu and so i i would phone and order 
my lunch and then come and pick it up or you would deliver it? Lunch is we don't really deliver for lunch. We deliver for catering and just for dinner. Okay. Lunch is pickup basically. But if you're ordering for like group of people, as I said, catering, then we'll deliver it to you. No problem. Okay. But lunch is, yeah, pickup. You can call it, call us in or you can just directly come in. The lunch is like it's a buffet style lunch. Okay. Like we have specials every day, different specials every day, different soups every day, made from scratch yeah. every day, right? So one day, uh, every day we'll have cre- one cream and one broth soup and our specials changes every day. So Wednesday and Fridays are fixed for our specials. Every Wednesday we do chow mein with honey wings, which is hot favorite. People love our chow mein. Mm, yeah. And then we do bacon and cheeseburger deluxe every Friday with fish and mojos and bacon and cheeseburger with mojos or clam chow and clam chowder soup, which is fixed for Friday as well. Okay. But rest of the days, the soups and the specials change every day. So what would I order today? What's today's? Today is our grilled ham and cheese on Texas toast, so with soup, salad, or mojos. Soups are tomato, beef, macaroni, and cream of potato. (gasps) Oh, oh, (laughs) I'm I'm hungry. Now, what's tomorrow, Jerry? Tomorrow is Wednesday, as I said, and it's chow mein. Oh, the chow mein, it's right? Chow mein day tomorrow, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Thursday? Oh, it- Th- Thursday, I'm not decided yet, but <laughs> most likely I'm going to do beef goulash. Oh. So with egg broad noodles and green peas. <gasps> okay. Now, um, so if I was going to order a, uh, a dinner to pick up, Mm-hmm. Uh, what what would I be able to get now? I see. There's if you want the dinner, then for dinners we are open three days a week: Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays only. That's, oh, that's a limitation. Okay. Be- yeah, because we recently started doing during the COVID season when we slowed down. We started with the dinner. Yes. So, so it's basically pizza and plus the dinner menu is all there, so you can order which. Whatever you like from the dinner menu, and we'll we'll make it to order. So dinner is made to order, but yeah. lunch is buffet style. Now the thing that I liked about uh, this is everything's made from scratch. Definitely is. Yeah. Most of our sauces as well are made in house. Our buns are made in house. Um, breads are made in house. Our subs are made in house. So yeah. Yeah. And you've got Bavarian meatloaf. I mean, how many people even know about that? That That's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, our regulars know about our menu, though, and we have a big clientele. I'm, I'm surprised. I, and I still get people, like, who've never been here and who have never heard about us. Yeah. But, yeah, we have a big clientele for sure. But our regulars, yeah, they know about our menu and how we operate. And yeah. Yeah, and I like the idea that if if I was going to have a a wedding reception or or a reception for anything that I can uh I could probably come over and see you and work with you because you would set up a buffet in my home maybe. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. We've been doing that like almost every like every Saturday we are booked for like two or three weddings every week. Oh, every week. Boy. Yeah, 200, 300, 400 people. Even last week, we had two weddings, over 200 people. So it's 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 a great going. We love it. Yeah. 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 And you have Ukrainian um, entrees. We have some pierogies as well, yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. i got to come over and find We you. have some chow mein. We have some Ukrainian. We have some East Indian. We have a fusion of kind of a little bit of... Yeah, we have some East Indian samosas, we have some East Indian sweets, we have some Italian pizzas, and it's a fusion kind of, yeah. And you got strawberry cheesecake. And strawberry cheesecake, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and carrot cake. Yeah, yeah French <laughs> strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, uh, before I say goodbye to you, let's get your address again, Jerry. Sure. It's 2290. Yeah. South Nicholson Street. Yeah. Prince George. Oh, good. Are you still there? Sorry? Sorry. Yeah. And your phone number? My phone number here is 250-561-1391. Okay, great. Jerry, thank you so much, and I've got to come over and meet you. Sounds great. And what was your name? Sorry? My, my name is Sharon. Sharon. Sounds yeah. good, Sharon. We'll speak to you soon, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, you're going to feed me. Definitely will. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Jerry. Nice talking. Nice talking to you. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll just take a a short break.
Oh, Alex is on the line. Great. Oh, hi, Alex. Hello, Sharon. Oh, so, how are you? It's so good. I was just talking to Jerry from JD's Kitchens. You know, I've never ever even known about them. And uh, they're over on Nicholson, South Nicholson. And, I mean, 30 years in Prince George serving people food. And I I was just looking um, for something to eat the other day. And I decided to look on online what's what's new in town. Well, he's not new in town. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, uh, I, I heard. I think I heard of it when it first came out. It's a um, place that has. Uh, it's like kid friendly, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's um, I don't know. They just do catering and and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, and everything is made from scratch at their place, even the buns. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They bake there as well. Yeah. That's, well, they no, they don't have a bakery. It's just they make their own bread and their own buns for their meals. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, that's kind of interesting. Anyway, we're still. Talking about food, you and I. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sharon, I'll butt in here for just a second and yep. tell you that I've known JD's for quite a while. It's just a small place. Yep. Very small. Um, but there's there at one time there was a group of guys that would go in there every day for lunch on Friday. Yep. And and they they just. They could swear by it. It was yeah. really awesome. And that's going back like 30 years. Yeah. Well, now we're talking to Alex Lambert from, from everyone at the table. And uh, this is a, a group that is um, Let's Eat Local, bringing producers and consumers together. And it's about um, food safety. Isn't it? Yeah, food food security and security, and more yeah. and more about food sovereignty. Um, so we yeah we came together about um, a little bit over a year ago now, and uh, we've been working on a number of fronts to mm-hmm. to improve uh, local food uh, security and and uh, sovereignty. Um, it came to the attention of a lot of people, you know, with uh, partially uh, things like, well, COVID and right. where shelves got bare. And then uh, last year with the floods and the roads got closed. And yes. then it really doesn't take very long uh, for the shelves to empty uh, around here. So it's and, and there's actually a lot of food being uh, grown in our region, so it was about helping people to rediscover that and and support uh, food grown uh, regionally. Yeah. Well, it's very important that we open up our eyes, and um, Mother Nature will um, starve us to death if we depend on others to feed us. Uh, you know, if we sit at home and watch or play on our our games instead of. Um, looking at what's happening around us with the fires, the floods, and the change in the environment. I mean, I can't believe what I'm seeing over in England. And back east, they're roasting. And uh, what are you going to grow in in heat like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and us last year, right? Like, So there's also... It's something that's also of concern for our group. So we want to support uh, local in part uh, because of food security, but also for uh, climate change reasons. Because yeah. if we transport our food less far, then the carbon footprint of the food yep. is less, and therefore we we don't contribute to uh climate dysregulation uh, as much, so that's another good reason to um, to eat uh, local or at least uh, regional, because uh, agriculture and the transport of food have an enormous uh, carbon footprint, so it's something that yes. we collectively have to be um, aware of and take responsibility for if we uh, actually want to take uh, uh, reparation of land uh, seriously. Yeah, I I believe that people are are starting to grow um, their own food food more now than um, in our recent past. You know, we had we did it back in the forties and fifties 
um, and then all of a sudden I don't know what happened. Um, why people? Well, what happened was the the middleman was taken out, and we had the big um, the big stores take over. So we, yeah, it's, it's probably part of what happened, and also um, like big agriculture as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yes, you're right. I have noticed. I have noticed that there's um, a renewal of interest. Like the uh, the gardening pages uh, on Facebook locally are just buzzing with people who are gardening. Yes. For some of them, for the first time in their life, actually. So it's it's kind of fun, and there's lots of there's lots of support yes. around for uh, for people like that who are wanting to try. There's also more and more stuff uh, available in the schools uh, in. Two different programs. One of them is uh, the Farm Farm School BC that uh, uh, connects children with um, with growing food, and some schools are also uh, also have their their own sort of like school community gardens. So yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That happening. was pretty exciting to read on on the web page that. There's churches that are having gardens, Connaught Youth Schools, and um, and there's connecting communities. That's another place. UNBC, Aim High, and there's mm-hmm. a place on Queensway and Three Sisters. Like it's and the schools. Like I, I say schools, but there's a lot of schools that are teaching gardening. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. that makes me feel really good because I don't think there's anything nicer than to put a seed in the ground and then watch something come from it. it it's exciting. Yeah, and it connects us to our food and the land in a way that maybe is essential yeah. and maybe we didn't realize that. So yeah. that does that reconnection with the fact that it's actually the earth growing this stuff for us. Yes. Not, um, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's coming from the ground, not just magically appearing. It mm-hmm. requires a little earth, a little bit of love and some water. Just mm-hmm. like we do. <laughs> Water and sunshine and photosynthesis. Yes. It's a bit of a miracle, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> it is. Now, um, when I was looking on there, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. One is the good food box. <clears throat> yeah, so I can tell you a little about where we're at now. So, um mm-hmm. About a year ago now, we approached PG Perk to start a partnership. So they had been doing the Good Food Box uh, at UNBC with uh, a, a few people in the community who were picking up their boxes there as well. And uh, when uh, everyone at the table did a, a research project in the spring, and one of the things that came out of the research project is there was an, uh, a surprising amount of people who were saying that what they wanted was an opportunity to buy local and regional in one place and right. they suggested an online store so oh. we approached UNBC and we turned to Good Food Box in collaboration with UNBC and later with REAPS REAPS is also a partner in that project mm-hmm. and, and we turned the Good Food Box into an online store so you can go to the online store and you can not only order a good food box, which is uh, more and more local these days, less so in the in the um, winter, but right. definitely lots of good local stuff right now. But you can also add to your to your box uh, local eggs, uh, local or regional grass fed beef, uh, mm-hmm. uh, local pork, local chicken. Uh, local bakery. Our bakery is on vacation for the summer, but uh, <laughs> um, local bakers, local locally made hot sauce. So lots and lots of uh, ways wow. to support local and uh, local uh, economy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you go online, you order it, and then you pick it up. Is there a destination to pick it up? Yeah. So. Um, for the last few months, we've been at the Q3 hub. Uh, so Q is for Quebec and Free is for Third Avenue. So it's at the corner of uh, Quebec yeah. and Third Avenue. Yeah. And uh, it's from 4 to 6. The pickup is from 4 to 6 uh, every other week. 
Uh-huh. And uh, we had one last week, so we don't have one this week, but we'll have one, one the week after. Okay. And I'll, I'll take the opportunity to, to, uh, to uh, be speaking to your listeners to put in a plug uh, to help us. It's easier for us if we can plan, like if we're not ordering food from local growers kind of blind without really knowing um, how many boxes we're actually going to sell. So we recently started a, subscri- a subscription oh. uh, approach. So that way we can actually know ahead of time how many boxes we'll need to fill, which also gives a guarantees to, to, to the local growers. Like they know ahead of time rather than last minute how many like heads of lettuce they will need on such a, such a date. Because mm-hmm. it takes planning. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. So, yeah, a person can go online to our website, to the Good Food Box uh, website. So if you do a search with uh, the Good Food Box PG, it will mm-hmm. come right up. And then one of the, yeah, one of the options um, is subscriptions for either a large, the all the goods, uh, $50 Good Food Box mm-hmm. or the smaller, the basics, uh, smaller uh, Good Food Box. Yeah. What a great idea. We need to take a break. Oh, um, we're going to take a short break. Okay. And we'll be right back with you. All right. The City of Prince George is offering a new grant for -for not-for-profit agencies to hire people who have lived in or are living in poverty. The new Peers Employment and Encouraging Resiliency Grant is a short-term project funded by the Union of BC Municipalities. The city is seeking applications from not-for-profit organizations that create barrier-free, safe, and inclusive employment. Full details are available through the Grants and Financial Assistance page under City Services at PrinceGeorge.ca. The city will be accepting applications until October 1st. The Prince George Council of Seniors needs volunteers for their Meals on Wheels program. Volunteers work once a week from about 10.30 to noon delivering hot meals to homebound clients. To help out, you must be double vaccinated for COVID, have a friendly manner, a valid driver's license, and a reliable vehicle. A criminal record check will also be required. Pick up an application form from the Seniors Resource Centre on the corner of 7th and Victoria. Seven new short films celebrating Canadian performing arts greats are now streaming free at nfb.ca. Produced by the National Film Board of Canada, these films honour the laureates of the 2022 Governor General's Performing Arts Awards. This is a milestone year for the NFB, whose film collection now totals 105 short films, produced since a 2008 partnership with the Governor General's Performing Arts Awards Foundation. These innovative tributes can be enjoyed free of charge at nfb.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy, wind for the west at 20k, a high of 21. Tonight, clear, fog patches developing overnight, west winds becoming light this evening, a low of 7, then sunny on Wednesday with a high of 24 and a high UV index. This is Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS FM. Okay, Sharon, we're back on with Alex. Alex, okay, so Alex, we were talking about the... Good food box, and uh, and then I wanted to ask you about the canning circle. Okay, and and I'll move on to that. But I was thinking the announcements uh, that uh, that just played were actually very timely because yeah. uh, I did want to thank um, and acknowledge that the the municipality has given us a, a little bit of support, the good food box, a little bit of support through uh, a grant. Oh, uh, it's mostly um, uh, the good food box is, is is mostly volunteer based, but we do have uh, one staff that's uh, very part time yeah. that uh, takes care of ordering the box, and that's thanks to uh, the my PG grants. So oh, yes. yeah, good. the collective is supporting that, so that's wonderful. Yeah, good. And so the the canning circle, which is also supported by uh, my PG grant, is uh, collaboration with uh, the Salvation Army. So. Oh. I'm not sure that that uh, maybe your listeners don't know that the Salvation Army has a food as a food recovery program and has had for some time. Yes. So they have a refrigerated truck yes. that goes to, um, I believe it's a Superstore and Save On every day and gets. Um, they're, and they're given everything that's about to expire. So it hasn't expired yet. Yeah. Food that's perfectly good. And then it's distributed through ampers and it's distributed to different agencies uh, in town to prevent that food from going to waste. Yes. And uh, But uh, I, I, I toured the, uh, the Salvation Army a few months back and uh, we identified that one of the gaps was that 
sometimes there was actually like more stuff they, they, they couldn't they don't have the capacity to do something with the food except give it away like because right. they, they're, they're doing like miracles with hardly any staff and a lot of dedicated volunteers I mean what they do is amazing it is yeah and so that's what gives us the idea of the canning circle so we we are glean I call it gleaning we glean uh, foods from them and then once at this point it's just once a week but mm-hmm. uh, every Wednesday we are uh, we meet at the uh, South Fort George uh, Family Resource Center. Yeah. They have a Northern House approved uh, kitchen. Mm-hmm. And we turn those gleanings into soups or jams or um, basically food that uh, feeds both the canners. So mm-hmm. it, it increases the food security of people who are canning. But we also, so we. I borrowed an idea from the Kamloops um, cleaning program, which is that one third of the food that's made goes to the people doing the work. One third, so it helps them feed their families. One third is given away to people like uh, St. Vincent de Paul or the Salvation Army. Right. And one third we are selling through the Good Food Box to raise as fundraiser to because jars are very, very expensive. Right. And so we buy more jars and uh, also ingredients to make soups and stuff like the stuff that we can't get from the Salvation Army. Yeah. So it's really exciting. That's brilliant. Food that would be going to the hogs otherwise. And there's nothing wrong with feeding the hogs. No, no. But there was that other step there before feeding the hogs. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's... And um, and do you take donations of uh, uh, canning jars? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you our email address because we can either pick up or people can drop off for us. But uh, the email address for the canning circle is uh, eat uh, so e a t canning circle and it's all in one word. Yeah. Uh, at Prince George. Uh, I mean at gmail dot com. At gmail. Okay. Yeah, well, people can reach us through the uh, Everyone at the Table website as well. Right. There's a way of reaching us on the uh, Everyone at the Table website. And where would so, they... Yeah, we'll, we'll take any jar donation, yeah. Where would they drop them off? Uh, well, they could drop them off at... I'm pretty sure they could drop them off at the Family Resource Center. Yeah. Although I haven't checked that with Bev. Yeah. So I should really check that with Bev That's first. okay, yeah. Or if they reach out to us by email, then we can arrange another drop-off yeah. or a pick-up. Or REAPS yeah. might, might be another place to yeah, drop Yeah, actually, off. REAPS would also probably accept uh, at their new office. Yeah, I've got a box full of them, and I... I just haven't known what to do with them. Now I do. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. they've got really expensive. Yes. Yeah, yeah and I, you know, I also want to put a, uh, I just want also want to acknowledge the help from uh, uh, Sal and the owner of Canadian Tire, oh, yes. who has been giving us a, a really good deal uh, on jars. Like, I'm quite sure he's actually selling it selling them to us uh, below cost. I'm sure. And, like, just that community support is, is uh, really important, yeah. And, of yeah. course, you know, uh, a big uh, uh, appreciation to the volunteers who come oh, yes. every week, uh, like people like April Otteson, who is an right. amazing chef and who is wow. uh, uh, teaching us some of our magnificent soups that we then get to share with um yeah. Community, yeah. yeah. And, and another thing about the canning circle, sorry, is that that's okay. so there's, it's feeding people, but it's also one of the things that had come from our research last spring was that a lot of people were bemoaning the fact that they hadn't been taught those skills. Right. So the canning circle is a place where uh, skilled canners can come together and exchange tricks, mm-hmm. but also it's a place where people can come to learn uh, how to make jams and how to preserve food uh, in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny as the indigenous people who taught me how to can salmon uh, when I was living down south and... uh, but we had to do it outside. <laughs> and so it was hours, they, water boiling, hours and hours. But they, they showed me how to do it. But they knew how long it took to, uh, to boil them in uh, a, a can, you know, with uh, fresh salmon. It was absolutely delicious. Nothing better. Mm. Now, um, 
And the other thing is, we were talking about uh, Salem uh, earlier, um, Alpe from Canadian Tire with the BC Summer Games and, and how generous and supportive he's been. I think he might be kind of an angel in disguise. He's so help, he show, so supports the community. I, I was sitting at a table for BC Summer Games uh, last week, just about every day, and one of the things that gave me joy was seeing all the families come in, including the dog. And, and uh, Salem uh, Canadian Tire welcomes everybody that's in the family, even the dog, <laughs> which makes it really good for the family. One woman said, I have to leave the dog in the car at other stores, but here I can bring him in with me. So uh, Salem yeah. is, is really good. Now, there's another interesting part on that website about your voice. Sorry, but you broke you broke out, so I didn't hear what you said. Your voice um, on the website. They want input from people with their ideas, and uh, uh, you can write in your ideas and opinions and and suggestions on that website. But- that's right, yeah. And you know, because we're talking about consultation, if if it's okay, if I have time, I'd like to Absolutely. quickly talk about the um, the regional district. Um, uh, agricultural uh, strategy, uh, but in so they're they're, they're doing a, an agricultural strategy project that's that's just happening right now. And oh. if you go to the regional district page, mm-hmm. uh, they have a short questionnaire that anyone in the community can answer to help uh, set the priorities for agricultural strategies in our region for what well, is supposed to be for the next 20 years. But, um, I mean, it's good to have ambitious plans. But I think with climate change, we're probably more planning for five. But this is written for 20 years, and it will be reevaluated uh, after five, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting because I'll go on there. I want um, I want a giant greenhouse the size of Costco where we can grow fruit trees and corn and and be self-sufficient. So I'll go on there and put in my suggestions. Um, geothermal, you know, um, greenhouses and uh, and that kind of stuff. So that's exciting that we can have some input because every idea might have a little grain there of possibility. Absolutely, yeah, and and uh, I agree with you that there's uh, that geothermal is a beautiful technology. It's uh, earth friendly. It's mm-hmm. uh, lower carbon footprint, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it's already being used in our city. So it's not like it has to be proven, right? Right. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And for greenhouses, yes, actually, if I was younger, I probably would invest in that for my greenhouse. But it's a big investment, so it it's is. an investment into the future. Yeah, yeah. But I think that we really need to look ahead when you see what's happening all over the world with the climate change, and also, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning about the fires and the the floods and the inability, and also the cost of bringing food into our city and uh, get people more self-reliant. That's what I like, (laughs) self-reliance. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's where the community gardens uh, come in, right? And and for sure, it's challenging. Although although people uh, probably just a couple generations or even one generation ago were were very close to self-reliant in in being able to grow what we eat. Yeah. Uh, we're a long ways from that now, but yeah. every little bit helps. Yeah. So I'm really happy when I'm going for walks in the city whenever I see a little greenhouse or a few rows of potatoes or, yeah. uh, you know, and every little bit helps. And, like, I remember somebody telling me that, uh, you know, the... Um, I think there's, there's a lot of beekeepers in, in our region, and uh, somebody saying that, oh, well, it was like it's insignificant what we contributed, but I don't believe that it is. I think that uh, every every pound of honey that is being uh, harvested uh, in our region contributes to our, our local food sovereignty and security. Yeah, 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 really. And then, uh, what is the Prince uh, George Foodscape? 
Oh, oh. Also, that, that tab on the website um, connects people. So there's, there's different there's, there's, uh, different sub-tabs under there, and actually one of them is uh, the list of community gardens. But it right. also um, it connects, it can connect people with local growers. So if you, like, if you don't want to buy your meat through the good food box, you can just go straight to uh, Garandeni Farm. There's a tab. There's like so it's yes, a number of regional uh, producers of food, and so you can just connect them directly, and you could buy like you know. Yep. Are you there? Hello. I think she disconnected. I don't think so. Hello. Hello, have oh, you have I, you gone? Let me just check the line here. Okay, so um, the canning circle every Wednesday, and uh, we've she's gone. We've lost our our guest. Um, so go on the website. It's called Everyone at the Table. Oh, there she's coming back. And we're going to get her back oh. on again. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, we got... Okay. <laughs> so we were... Back. Okay, so we've got four minutes. Let's talk about Foodscape. And I did see that. I, I saw the list um, of people that you could buy from. Um, it It's really interesting to see that there's like the P- Prince George Gardeners... Prince George Family um, Farmgate, Prince George Food. There's a list of all kinds of uh, services. Yes, and because we want to be really, um, we really, we've really been working hard at being inclusive. So we also have a list of places where people can get food for free. So oh, one of good. the tabs is uh, like food banks and such. Oh, um, and and we recently one of our latest uh, initiatives in collaboration with PHABC was we hosted a couple workshops that were on uh, justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Uh, because when if, as we're designing new systems, we have it's imperative that we keep that in mind that mm-hmm. all members of our community are included independently of their gender or cultural origins and uh, and it can't just be um, it can't just be symbolic it actually we actually have to go out and reach to people to make sure that they're part of that's yeah. right I did see the name of that um Gentleman, uh, South Asian gentleman who gives food away. Um, he's he's on uh, Queensway. Oh, no, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Guru Nanak. Uh, yes. Is yes. That who you mean? Yeah. Yes. I'm, I've yeah. been meaning to get him on the show actually to talk to him and to shine a light on him. He's quite good, uh, wonderful, and what he does. Um, and there's BC Young Farmers, which I think that really kind of caught my eye because farming is a hard job and it's kind of thankless at times um, because you work so hard and um, and sometimes you don't, your crop, well the earth and the sun and the rain has a lot to do with whether you're going to make it or not, but I love the idea of, of uh, having an opportunity for younger people to learn to be farmers Yes, yeah, and uh, that's Supporting supporting the, the the new wave of farmers is really important as again as a community as a collective. Yes, and, uh, that's something that could also be addressed when people um, fill out the um, regional district um, questionnaire about the future of agriculture in our region. Is how to best support uh, our new farmers because access to land is difficult. Land yeah. is got quite expensive so it's yeah unless you're inheriting unless you're second generation or third generation farmer yeah it can it can be quite 
know they're building houses on everything. It makes me think uh, of that old song, Take Paradise and Put Up a Parking Lot. (laughs) Um, I have to say goodbye to you, um, Alex. Here we didn't think we'd be able to fill the time and look at that. We, We still have a lot to talk about. Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to, to to tell your listeners a little more about what we're up to. I really yep. appreciate it, Sharon. Yeah, I'll be in touch with you again. Okay. Take care. Right. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Bye. This is Senior Moments signing off until next week. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Goff Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca.